Hello and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and another week, another great guest. Super excited. Um, you know, I'm I'm so lucky that I, I get contacted by great individuals who want to be part of the Kosh. And uh, you know, I and I'm always stunned at actually the level and the caliber and quality of individuals uh, that I get for guests. So as uh, the Kosh listeners out there, I hope, I hope you also are enjoying it as much as I enjoy it. Um, as always, I like to tell you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the Kosh and do not ever hesitate to reach out and let us know. And if you're listening to the Kosh and you're thinking, <clears throat> I totally need to be on the cash because I've got things to say. Then please reach out and let me know and uh, we can make that happen. All right. So this week's guest. Once again, I am super excited about who we have for this week's guest. Um, I think you'll understand once we get started. I don't know where this is going to go, but uh, you know what it's going to do what it do. Right. So this week's guest is Lyle Sydney. Lyle. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing over there? Not too shabby. Yeah. Okay. Got a little Bloody Mary here. Uh-oh. You didn't tell the secret, the, the secret of a great show, did you? <laughs> <laughs> you already gave it away last episode. The, your, your clamata. Uh, you use your clamata because of the texture of the Bloody Mary. Yeah. I listen. Oh, okay. Yes, that that that. Look, the clamato is the secret to a great Bloody Mary because I don't know about you, but like I love a good spicy Bloody Mary, but I also don't want it thick. And, because, you, and then you get like a dry mix to mix into it. Uh, no, nope. do you your own spices? Nope, nope. I use a premix. Um, you know, there's several premixes out there that are pretty pretty decent. Um, and then you know, like sometimes. I, I could go old school, like the good old tomato juice can, like some A1 uh, steak sauce, uh, seasoning salt. Like, like uh, we get down. Yeah. I try different Bloody Mary mixes, premixes, and a lot of time I find myself adding or diluting a little bit. Like, so I'm like, that's a little spicy, you know, mellow it out or, you know, add a little bit extra garlic in it or a little bit extra pepper sometimes or things like something like that just to play with the flavor. It's not my favorite, but... This stuff I got is actually from Milwaukee. Um, what's that called? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We, we're gonna have to. Uh, we, what, what, what's it called? This is a brand called Jimmy Loves. Jimmy Adam, Loves. Yeah, local Wisconsin award-winning flavor. Jimmy Loves. Well, we can't, we can't knock anything Wisconsin made, and. Um, now you got me curious because I'm not going to lie. Um, the Bloody Mary was not my choice for this uh, episode. But now now that I know it's Wisconsin made, I'm going I'm to have to try some Jimmy yeah, Loves. Yeah, definitely. So where did you grow up? Uh-oh. Nope. Come nope. on. You you didn't, we didn't even go into the first segment. You said this is a conversation. It is a conversation. <laughs> yeah. I think I should interview you today. Uh-oh. I don't, yeah. Oh, I don't like being put in a spot, so I'll just interview you. Well, we're gonna yeah, tell you what. How about how about we just trade off a little? We will trade off a little. Sounds good. But we're gonna start at at, at the basics. Of can you please share a little something about yourself and uh, what is your connection to the cash? Yeah, so I grew up in Portland, Oregon, the first twenty five years of my life. So 
um, I have a, a passion for helping kids and families that are have challenges, and so I've worked for, with some different youth organizations, um, child care facilities, and um, so that's my heart. Um, kind of with the stress of everything this year, I've kind of stepping back, stepping back from youth services and just taking a, a labor job, but so I have more um, more energy. You know, for my family and my foster kids at home. So, at the, at the end of the day. So, um, but I definitely can see myself doing some one something more creative in the future. A job that's more creative, but also you know being able to help families. That's really my heart and passion. And uh, big shout out to I. I think I heard you say that you've got foster children. Yes. Um. Can you share a little about that? Because I, I, I'm always, I'm not going to lie, like that's something that like hits me in the soul a little bit. Um, I always, it's always in the back of my mind, like, uh, you know, if I ever get to a certain comfortable space in life, you know, I want to go, um, I would love to foster uh, um, a child and, and not a child. I actually would like to do a teen. I would like to do somebody who who truly needs you before they become an adult. I think that's, I think I'd be good at that and helping them uh, get kicked off in life. Well, that's actually the biggest need is someone that would take in a teenager. If you look on the the state website right now, the well, it's the adoptive that the adoption database. They're all teenagers. Mm. Like everybody, you know, takes the babies first. Yes, and the toddlers and. Um, and actually, um, my wife and I, like, because I worked with teenagers for, at, um, at Rawhide Boys Ranch for 10 years Mm. and, um, you know, a really cool organization started by Bart Starr and, um, they, um, we decided not to take teenagers because I worked with them all day long. So it's like taking your work home. I know that's a recipe to burn out and, you know, and I, I, it's so easy for someone, you know, in social services to burn out. You got to have a good gauge and have the people have people that um, care about you and know you to watch your back and watch your levels because sometimes you don't know you're burning out. That makes but, sense. But there's a reason, like even like like you were you. I know you used to work for UWO. Like one of my neighbors is a professor, and she's walking down the street the other day, walking her dog, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm on sabbatical." Well, that's awesome. Like that's needed. I mean, social workers need that. Police officers need that. Like you need to take a mental break and step away, get out of town, you know, get a VRBO for three months and get out of Oshkosh and um, recalibrate your mind, get, you know, um, fill yourself up with things that are important, you know, and regenerate and get inspired and then come back strong, you know, into the community. But it's not, there's no money for that or people don't build that into their structure of, um, their, you know, social organization, like, um, I can't say a lot, but you know, we've had a foster child that, um, for six years that has had six, six different social workers. What? No. Bruh. So, <laughs> so that's all, that's all, I, that's all I can say. Yeah. Um, so that frustrates us and, um, and adds to a lot of other, other confusion and, and, um, a lot of other drama and miscommunication, everything else with with biological parents and the courts and um, GDLs they, and everything else. So are they doing okay? Yes. So the yeah the child yeah we've st- I mean they've been with us for six years. So 
we've stabilized their life. They know us as, you know, the person that takes care of them day and night and, and that they know, you know, they know that they're safe and, but like, it's, you know, it's hard, like, because social workers burn out, they move, they get pregnant, you know, another social worker comes in, doesn't know the case very well, this, that, and the other. There's always something like, um, the county tries to do a good job, but there's always something that there's always a fire to put out. There's always something crazy going on. There's always, you know, there's always extra stress, like um, dysfunction and politics too, which should not be, you know, in childcare, but um, it happens. So, um, yeah. So that's the thing. It's hard to work for the county. It's like, it's sometimes it's tough working with kids, but in the long run, you just make them feel safe, inspire them, have clear boundaries and rules and follow through with what you say and they'll start to trust you and they'll start to heal like but it's the county and the state government agencies trying to do social care like is you know is very challenging so there's a lot of private organizations like ride and and other organizations Lutheran social services that, that step in and they actually have a higher success rate ngos non-government organizations have a higher success rate um Across, well, that would across make, the nation. That would make sense to me because I just don't think government is meant to do that job. Like, okay, um, I mean, I'm a firm believer, like, and I don't think a lot of people, um, there's those people that just think government's supposed to do the absolute minimum that it can. But no, no, absolutely not. Look, you pay taxes so the government can help make make us better societally and fill in the gaps that we cannot fill in because no business can fill it in. You can't fill it in personally. And, but there's needs. There's needs. Um, but when it comes to children, I just don't think I don't I don't think they're made for it. Bruh. You know, I just don't think government is made to to truly because children need love and nurturing and guidance and government does not do well <laughs> in those categories. Right. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't mean to get on this subject subject so fast, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but here's the thing, you know, you, to not burn out, you need to know, you know, your stress levels, you need to know your cues, your red flags. Um, you need to have healthy support of friends, family, church, family, um, you know, people, in, uh, respite providers, other foster parents, um, people in the community that will help help you. Like, you can't do it by yourself. And they tell you that. Like, I mean, because, you know, you're an island, you know. Well, it, it takes a village. Right. Right. And it's all, you know, it's all science, too. Like, there's a, not to get too nerdy, but, like, um, there's a psychologist named Dr. Bruce Perry. He was the main psychologist that studied the effects of, um, trauma on children's brains in the horrible things that have happened in our country over the last 20, 30 years, like 9-11 and the Oklahoma City bombings. There was kids there. There was a daycare there at the government building that got bombed. And the kids at 9-11, and they saw all the horrific things. And what does that do to a kid's brain? Well, it messes you up. It, it will repattern your brain. And, um, and, they want to f and so they're studying what it does and then how to treat um, a child's brain that has been affected by all this trauma, either seen, felt, went through that. Um, but he, Dr. Bruce Perry also did a, um, 
he did a study um, worldwide for a lot of years, and he just studied um, the development of kids on every level, mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, spiritually. And in number one, that it's, it seems so basic. I mean, most of us know this, but number one, like kids that, that are the healthiest on every level have like, um, they grew up with multiple healthy adults around them. So the way the world works, the way things are supposed to be, I, the way my worldview is the way the world was created is family. And so, um, a child grows up with grandparents around aunts and uncles around, and those people are safe and, and they, they challenge that kid. They inspire that kid. They can feel safe. They love that kid. Um, but because of dysfunction, because of our selfishness, because of, um, like families living on the other sides of the country, they don't have the grandparents, you know, in, in, their, in their lives or the aunts and uncles um, to create a healthy, healthier, you know, experience for that child. Um, and so, but that can be fixed by bringing the community around you, friends that you trust, um, people in the community that, um, that, but you always need to just always double check the kid's safety also, even with people that you trust, just always make sure everyone's accountable. Like, because there's people, you know, there's all, there's all kinds of crazy stuff in the world, and you, you never, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big subject. It's a heavy subject for a Saturday morning, but. No, it's good, to, you know, to talk, to think that through and be reminded of that. Like, when we have an opportunity, to, you know, to, to speak into the life of the neighbor kid down the street, you know, like, why is he always on my lawn? Why is he always doing that? He's always loud out there. We'll go spend some time with him, get to know him, go, you know, take care of the mom, offer the babysit him. Like, like, you know, be the, be the change you want to see, you know, in the world. Like, well, just be a supporting adult. Right. You know, like I, I, I grew up, you know, and said, this is, I'm going to go back and answer your question. <laughs> I grew up in Milwaukee. I, I felt like maybe that was a true though, you know. Well, you know, hey, look, I'm 100%. Shout out to the mill. Shout out to all those from the mill and all those who think they from the mill. Because <laughs> there's there's a thing that I have, you know. There's a lot of people that say they're from Milwaukee, but they be like from uh, uh, Cut of Hay. You ain't yeah. from Milwaukee. Quit saying that. Um, I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, in, I live in their mansion in Brookfield. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, I ain't mad at Brookfield folks, but I'm, I am serious about Milwaukee, Milwaukee folks. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, like, it is one of those things um, where that it, that is where I am from. Um, more importantly, though, what I what I would say is, is that um, growing up, I had I had cool stuff. Like, um, what side did you grow up on? The north side. Where at? Uh, like any cross, close cross streets? Car, close cross streets, uh, uh Hampton ish village, uh, Villard. My, my stomping grounds was between Hampton and Silver Spring in the 60th Street area. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'll say. Um, and, and, and so my thing is this like, I had cool neighbors, I had neighbors who like, like they weren't all up in my life, but like I saw my neighbors, they talked to me, uh, they snitched on me when I was doing <laughs> wrong to my parents. 
Uh, they definitely did. Um, but it was just good folks. And I could go over a couple of blocks and I have friends there and I knew their parents and like it was different. Right. Like you you felt like there was a lot of eyes watching, but not necessarily not in a bad way. But like there was several there was there was multiple locations where I could go get help if I needed help. Or, like, I just felt safe. Like, they would invite me in. I could eat their snacks. <laughs> I was I was totally that kid. Because if you let me in your house and you were like, oh, are you hungry? Yeah. Yes, I'm always hungry. I'm always going to eat your cookies. And that's just how it goes. And I might not even have wanted any any uh, candy or cookies. But if you was going to offer, I'm about that life. I'm just saying. <laughs> But I love what you're saying. Um, and I am a firm believer that it just takes a village. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've gotten away from that. Like, all these children are our children. Like, all the children are our children. And if if I can help, I want to help. And if if I see something wrong, I want to get it right. You know, and, and, and we don't, you know, and I, and I know my, my wife feels the same way. Um I just think that's important. Like we've lost, we've lost our village mentality and the village mentality is too, like when we were doing good things, I feel like there was that village mentality. Like it wasn't us versus the world um, as in just us as the singular, but it was all of us trying to make the world better and making sure that, that that our futures were better by taking care of our children. Awesome. You know, I, I think that Oshkosh is I one reason I like Oshkosh is the size. It's not too I feel like it's not too big, not too small. I love the water. Um but the thing is going on like right now, right down the street, probably like a quarter mile from here is like the the farmers market. Yeah. So as much as possible, like I like to go down to the farmers market. Me too. Sometimes um Sometimes it's my whole family. Sometimes it's just me and my little girl. And um, you know what? Like just us go, showing up almost every Saturday morning, um, you know, walking, you know, supporting lo- one, supporting local. Yes. Number two, you, you build relationships. Yes. Like the director, she knows me by name. She always says, hi, Lyle, like whatever. Like um, there's, there's a lady, little lady that we buy um, GMs from. And she knows all of our names, my whole family, all of our kids' names. Wait, what's GMs? What's that? Jam. Oh, Sorry. Jam. GM. Yeah, she makes, you know, strawberry, raspberry jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, um, yeah, so I don't, I'm told I have a weird accent. You know, obviously I've been in, um, I've been out of Oregon for, you know, I don't know, 13, 14 years. Um. So I find myself seeing some Wisconsin things up there. So like, or no, yeah, or no. But like, you know, I still have a little bit. It's kind of a mesh of West Coast and, and, and you know, Northwest. I say Northwest and Wisconsin. That's fair. So yeah, all right. my mom says Wisconsin. West, Wis- Wisconsin. Look, I'm a Wisconsin person. Like, like it is what it is. Yeah, I always just say like a soft... Owen, like Wisconsin, 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 Wisconsin. But, yeah, but, but I learned this year that yeah, it's got to be a harsh German can. 
Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Well, hey, Wisconsin. look. Wisconsin. I look. <laughs> we are uh as as the state goes, I think uh we are heavily German influenced. So yeah, there there's there's some heavy uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's some heavy yeah. But it's yeah. it's so cool. like we made friends at the farmers market just by showing up. Like people know us by name and we support them. They you know, she's like this sweet little lady. She she's always like, "Oh, we like well, we always support. We always buy you know pumpkins from her, jams, pickles, or and she's always like, oh, let Aunt, you know let the little girl pick out pick out another little jam. I'm like, oh, we're good. Like no, let her pick out another one. Okay, like, she's always giving us free stuff, throwing it in our bag, things like that. Just building community, building relationship. It's it's super cool. It's just we just love it. Um, but going back to like stress, like like you know working with helping other families, helping kids, like, um. It, like, definitely what brings stress relief to me always has been, like, watching comedy. So as soon as I was 21, I started going to comedy clubs, you know, in Portland. You know, um, my first real comedian I saw um, was Jerry Seinfeld at the big, the Schnitz. Is, it's a big theater downtown Portland. Um, and, um, you know, I always loved it. I always, you know, that's the stress relief, like, um nine times you know eight times out of ten you know it's we get the kids in bed my friend want to you know friday night want to watch a movie like you know want to watch this other like I'm, i need to laugh i need to laugh like i don't want to watch a horror movie i don't want to watch a serious movie my life is serious like i need, I need some some balance I need some stress relief you know and so that's where you know laughter is good medicine you know and that's Facts. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, it's facts. Yeah. And so that's, that's a big key. How I like to be creative. Also, um, I like social media stuff. And I just started helping um, a couple of comedians that I knew just, just doing the social media for them. And then, and then helping at, at comedy shows and then doing the marketing for um, a comedy tour. And um, I worked for a really bad person like a really bad booker just um just i could name seven or eight things that were not on the on the level like cut them in lies manipulating things um hmm. female female that worked with us said you know he was getting a little handsy one night that you know inappropriate <coughs> like bruh, so, bruh. <laughs> so <laughs> no not yeah so i so i stepped back i said i can't work with you without integrity and i stepped back and then um I had a couple of comedians say, well, can you help me set up some shows? So like, you know, my town, my little town doesn't have any, doesn't, doesn't ever has any comedy shows or anything. You know, I know the owner of this, this bar, this, that, and the other. You're like, All right, let's, let's do it. So I started Fox Valley Comedy uh, kind of at, out of that um, about three years ago and um, just started going to the open mics in the area, in a Scanlon Comedy Club, and there's some open mics at some other um, restaurants and bars and things like that and started getting to know the guys in the area and then going, you know, going down the open mics in Madison and Milwaukee and Chicago and, um, and then, um, started, started booking shows and then started my, my list of comedians that I like and don't like and, um, you know, learning more about comedy and like how to, how to set up a show personalities that do well together on a show and don't, you know, the importance of a host yes. get, get starting the show right like right. some some people will book a sh book only only book like a like an amateur to open the, well you're the opener you open the show as the host 
but they may not have the skills yet or, right. or the personality or the energy to get the show warmed up. You got to get the people into it. You got to connect with them. You know, there's different tricks and you just in longer comedians are in comedy. They, you know, um, they learn those tricks, how to, you know, how to connect with the crowd, how to warm, how to be successful, how to warm them up. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to back up and the only, I'm only backing up to say this. We didn't say what you, what you do. So that's <laughs> perfect. So yeah. let, let's, let's go. Let's just take this moment it's, yeah. to say, Kyle, I know we got, what do you, what do you do? Wait, 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 no, quit looking at that. Quit looking at that sheet because the sheet throws you off. This is a conversation. <clears throat> That's what I was about to say. We got so, we got notes, but I'm just rolling with it. You roll. So, <laughs> Kyle, we're going to take a moment real quick here. Kyle, uh, the, you know, uh, who else are you? You run Fox Valley Comedy. Yes. We just need to get that out there yeah. officially because, you know, we were going down this road <laughs> and we got to make sure the cost listeners know, you know, we got to make sure the cost listeners know where, where were we going? And, and that's <laughs> awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Sorry about that. I, I, I thought you introduced my company, but wait, wait, I, I, I try not to, because what I want to do is I think every individual gets the opportunity to introduce themselves how they want. And so I only mention the things once they're mentioned. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Fox Valley Comedy, we book um, basically productions, Fox Valley Comedy productions. We, you know, main thing we do, I book um, shows, ongoing shows at like four different locations here in the Fox Valley right now. Um, a Bare Bones Brewery on the north side of town. Mm. They just opened a brand new, beautiful tap room in downtown Menasha. And the city of Menasha has spent a lot of money um, making that really nice and bougie and cute down there, mm. um, downtown Menasha, cleaning it up. Because um, Menasha, I mean, I don't know what you think, but I think Menasha, you know, Menasha has a, a bad connotation, just the word, you know, they call it Matrasha. Like, if you look on the crime maps, like the east side of the river, look, there's I, there's some rough there's some rough neighborhoods. There is no rough neighborhoods in Menasha. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse okay. to let people okay. when say, I say things like that. Okay, when I when I say when I say rough, I'm not talking. To, you know, I'm not talking about you know a vice vice lords. You know, <laughs> like. I know how to. I know how to speak Milwaukee. All right, Wait. <laughs> I'm not. So like, I'm not talking. So I used to take when I was a rah. I used to take boys home on home visits in Northside Milwaukee, and I was the only white pe- person for miles. Like, and I felt like, and we're going to these neighborhoods, and there's all these older guys just sitting on their porches, staring at us as we're driving into the, their neighborhood. Yeah. Where, they, where they want to know who the hell you are. Yeah, well, there's a reason, like, the, the gangs buy all the, or rent and buy all, all the houses, like, in a cul-de-sac. Somebody comes in there, you just block, <laughs> they don't leave unless you want them to leave. Like, it's a, you know, you know, so the gang um, control down there, you know, is, you know, is concerning and scary. Uh, but, like, you know, we don't have as much of that. But we have everything, you know, we have everything else, like, you know, sex trafficking. You look on the crime rap, Manasha, it's all drugs, theft, 
battery, drug stab battery, and they all go together. You know, the battery in the theft is because of the drugs, you know, or is, you know, is makes things worse because of people that are tripped out on the drugs and everything like that. And it's all connected. Right. So, so people talk bad about, I, I feel like people, in the, you know, not being a native here, I feel like people talk bad about Matrasha and, oh, no, they, and, they, st- and Stinky Kakana. Well, they, they definitely do. Um, <laughs> I just always think like for the area, that's just one of those things. Like it ain't even that serious. Like really, is there that big of a difference between Nina and Manasha? Or is that just one of those things where people need someone to look down upon and therefore? Right, because you don't know where it stops or ends. It all blends together. Yeah, you right. drive through it, and it's all the same to me. Well, honestly, uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, I think it's if it's well, somebody said the word spotty. I think Oshkosh is that way too. Like we have a couple really nice like historical streets. People keep up their houses, and then a couple, you know, next street over. I mean, when I first, I'll tell you about me coming to Oshkosh. The first apartment I toured, it was right over here on CP. Mm. We walk in and it's upstairs of an old house, and it was like a lot, I don't know what you call that. It was like a, like a fun house. Like the floor was so crooked, leaning. <laughs> <laughs> like we just we walked in and just, we felt this weird vibes and um, I don't know. So um, yeah, there's I mean, Oshkosh has all that too. Oshkosh has gang activity, sex trafficking. You know, See, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue against that because here's my thing: there are no gangs here. There are no gangs in Manasha. There are no gangs in Oshkosh. There are people that are saying that they're a something. There's something that is not a gang. That is a group of of young people who want to call themselves something, but by no means they aren't doing anything. Right. They're just gathering. So they need an identity. You know what that is? That it, that's identity filtering. There's such things as real gangs. Real gangs are an enterprise. They're not like sloppy. They just don't hang out to hang out. Like they're, they're actually profitable. They do things. They know what they're doing. But this stuff that happens in Northeast Wisconsin, I am tired, tired, <laughs> tired of them calling themselves trying to say like there's gangs here. You know what? When was the last time that there was actually something you read in the paper that was gang related that was harmful? It never happens. And that's why they're not gangs. Think about that. So. I'm just putting that out there for all the people that think that there's gangs in Northeast Wisconsin. They're just kids hanging out who want you to acknowledge their existence. They are not gangs. Otherwise, you'd be reading about it in the paper regularly. Think about it. <laughs> just my opinion. Sure. <laughs> So, so there's an increase of graffiti in Oshkosh. There's an increase of drive-by shootings, you know, in, um, you know, the streets that have project housing, you know, county housing, you know, yes. Cherry, Wisconsin, things like that. Yes. Um, a lot of those are families that, you know, didn't grow up here. I, I definitely think that uh, Oshkosh has a socioeconomical divide. You know, there's, there's those, there's, Oshkosh is the haves and the haves nots. 
you know, and then there's the middle class in between. But even the middle class usually isn't um, a have more than a have not situation. So yeah, I get that. Just uh, but you're right. There's there's these there's these sections. Um, yeah, that's fair. And I think it has to do with um, affordable rental properties. Um, you know, it's easy for them to slide in. You know, they need to get out. They need to get out of the big city. You know, yeah. for, for whatever reason, there's there's a million reasons people get out of Milwaukee, Chicago. Yeah, I I'm not going to assume any of them. You know, but a lot of it is you know to escape, either escape, you know, um, because they don't want that life. They you know they don't want to be around that that stuff, um, or they got in trouble and they need to you know they need to get out of town. Like, you know, I've I've seen both with, you know families that I know. Um, um. Definitely. I think people move for the same reason that everybody moves, right? There's, uh, you need more opportunity jobs. You need a, an affordable cost of living f- for the quality of life. You want good schools. You want safety. I mean, at the end of the day, for the basics, we all kind of, we all kind of search out the basics. You know, there's not a whole lot of difference in there about what we're looking for. Um, I think we get just as many individuals that migrate from rural areas also. And, um, and a lot of people may not get this, but I, I personally don't see that much difference between city uh, people that migrate to here from, from urban areas and people that migrate here from rural areas. Cause they're kind of looking for the same thing. That's just my thought process. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ready to jump into the yes, first sir. segment? Because it. we... we <laughs> first, are we ready to start this podcast? Yeah, because we, you know, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. We, we we haven't even started. I just, I just, yeah. I just walked all over your agenda. Nah, 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 it's, it, it's good. Well, no, I like, I like it though. Like definitely you got some things for me to think about, you know, and I, I like to be challenged and, um, you know, cause I care. Like I, you know, it doesn't matter. Like I, people are like, Oh, you come from Portland and Portland's not diverse or whatever. I'm like, are you serious? Like, yeah, just because my neighbors weren't black, like, you know, the, the neighbors next to me were Japanese, like their parents came from Japan, immigrated. You know, right. across the street, we're Mexican family, you know, uh, down the street, Argentina family, uh, next to them, Chinese, next to the Russian family, you know, next to them, another white family, like, um, you know, people I worked first jobs in, in Portland, you know, I worked with like two Olgas, a train, you know, from v- Vietnam, um, and, um, Miguel, no white people like like so i love diversity like and i grew up in that i was thankfully i was grew up in that my wife grew up in the middle of wisconsin little you know Dairyland usa like <laughs> there's three black men in the whole town and it's because they work for the marshfield clinic like yeah. it's like it's weird it's i hate it <laughs> so no that i'm i'm with that um but, but we can say that we now know because of this census that um the game has shifted, and um, it's only going to continue to shift. So we we are all the stats out now. Stats have been out, yes, okay. yeah, and um, 
you know, there's other stats that actually uh, the the census doesn't measure, but there's definitely things that have to make um, what I would say is our local government, um, the people, the people that have to be thoughtful about their planning for for the area um, to give them pause and say, "Ooh, okay, you know, I feel like diversity is something that like in Northeast Wisconsin uh, minus minus Appleton. I, I will take minus, minus uh, Appleton out of the equation. I think it, diversity is something that has been like pushed against. Like we don't really want to acknowledge like that we are becoming as diverse as we are becoming. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna listen to the other loud voices, even though there's there's not many of them saying that we don't want to acknowledge this, and therefore we're gonna stay stagnant and be who we are and not move the needle or acknowledge the fact that there's a huge shift that has happened. Um, but if you go look at the census numbers, it it says some things, and then there's a number that always gets to me. That is, um, I heard more recently that our school district in the Oshkosh school district is 25% students of color. That means one out of four. Think about that. If you ain't really thought about that, what 25% means, 25% means like there's four students standing there and one is a student of color. And that tells you this. If 25% of the school district is students of color, that that what we're going to look like in the next 5, 10, 15, and 20 years is going to be even more drastically different than what we look like now. And I've been here 30 years, so what we look like back in the early 90s to today is drastically different. Well, guess what? That trend is not changing. That trend is growing. Do you, do you know the old stats from like t- 10 years ago? Uh, no, I actually don't know the old stats, but I know this. It wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't 25% in the school district. Well, Um, yeah. I mean, I see it. I mean, I, my, my view is Oshkosh is really white. That's my view. And well, um, it is because if I was to guess, um, but then it's probably 80%, um, well, probably 85, 85%. And, um, but, but then it my, used to be ninety five. Yeah. yeah, my old neighbors would say this. Would agree with you. Like my old my my neighbors who who lived here their whole life. They're like, oh yeah, like, like it's there's more people of color than there used to be. I'm like, wow, that's weird. It's so weird to say it out loud <laughs> to acknowledge it. It Bruh. is. <laughs> All right. All right. So what do you know about there's a there's a thing I've been seeing. Um, I'm trying to find it. Um, couple of people I know have been campaigning against gerrymandering. Is that, are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah, is absolutely. It, was that, is that something you were refer- referring to as far as the, the government well, change? Um, no, no, no. Um, gerrymandering is a whole nother ball of wax. And when I look at gerrymandering, I don't think of it uh, from a very local government level because I don't know how you gerrymander to me, in my mind, something that is very homogenous, <laughs> right? But I do look. I think about it from more of a state level. Like, how are they, how are they gerrymandering our votes in that case? Um, and it's happening. Um, and this year, because of the census, this is the year where they're redistricting. 
redistricting um, and looking at those numbers. Um, and who's and making those decisions? Um, well, I don't. Here's what I I can't Probably speak a, on. A Senate committee? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I can't speak on it from Oshkosh because I don't know. But I can tell you what I'm experiencing in my current position um, in Appleton is um, there's people within the local government who actually look at the different districts, but they do they do it differently. Um, they have older people who are over districts and therefore they look at the districts and the people and they shift and move things accordingly. Right. Um and and that's I don't I don't want to act like I know no but that's what I know sure um, but as far as Wisconsin goes as the bigger state that is really the bigger question is how do they um, redistrict um, because you know it's always that push pull of let's let's try to shove as many people as possible in this so that their influence does not leak out a side of these lines or mm. to give this other popular uh, population, greater influence. Um, so we're going to spread them and shrink one so that all those, these votes that might be this might be in this area. And then we will spread the influence of these other votes and give greater influence. So I do think some of that is definitely being, it's being looked at. I just don't know at the local level for Oshkosh how it's getting done. So, uh, you know what? I would like to invite anyone from uh, the city of Oshkosh who has anything to do with that. If you'd like to come on the Kosh and help share and teach us, you know, what are we doing in Oshkosh for our redistricting? I would love to have that conversation. And I'm sure there's others who would love to hear the conversation. Yeah, that was my understanding that it's on a state more of a state level and um, to redistrict and the people I know that are involved with campaigning to, to make that change are in green Bay and, and in Madison, but they're, I think we're working with state officials. Yes. Yes. All right. So I don't even know, man. I, I feel like, do we cover any of the things? Do we go through any of the segments or do we just keep having a conversation because the conversation is good. This could just be, Something that's very different for the cash. Sure. Kyle, you just do Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm not going to lie, you've covered really good stuff. It's interesting. But I think people might want to know a few things. Sure. All right. So here, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get on track for a quick second here. Uh, so uh, first segment, what in the world is going on with, is where you have the opportunity to tell us what's going on, what, what in the world is going on with. You start with the phrase, you end with what's on your mind. What, what's go, what in the world is going on with? What's, what in the world is going on um, with October? I love October. I love the fall leaves, Halloween, you know. Um, uh, my birthday's tomorrow. Yeah. So I'll turn, I turn 40 something tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, hey, happy birthday, man. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, we will accept all gifts for Kyle <laughs> at, at the Kosh. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, I just love this time of year. You know, um, before two days ago, it's, I love the weather. You know, it, it's slightly cool in the mornings and it gets like 65, 70 during the day. It's like, to me, that's, Perfect. I love it. So, 
Um, now the last couple of days, it's pretty chilly. It's been getting like twenties and thirties at night. But, um, but even today it's like, it's cool outside, but the sun's out. And so I would, after this, I'm going to the farmer's market. Like, you know, it's like, I love this time of year. That's where we buy our pumpkins and anything like that. We just, we just made some squash soup, you know, the other day. It was awesome. Like, I'm with you on the farmer's market. My <laughs> biggest disappointment, I quit going to the farmer's market with my favorite place, uh, Mexican uh, food truck uh, disappeared, and so therefore, but I used to go every morning to go get this this burrito because this burrito was was it could walk on water as far as I'm concerned. That mm. that was a bad bad burrito, and and all of a sudden they just quit showing up. Oh no! Yeah. Is it the one in front of New Moon? Yes, that's the one. That yeah. is the one. I, I noticed they they were there a couple times this summer, and then a few times they weren't there. Well, they didn't show up on rainy days, which I respected. But for the most part, they were yeah. there most of the time. But it started probably about six weeks ago. They just quit showing up. And oh. I was like, like that was what I looked forward to. Like yeah. I looked forward to all week showing up Saturday morning at the farmers market to go get this burrito. Yeah, they now, always have. They always had like a minimum of like a dozen people in line. Fifteen. 15, sorry, yeah. <laughs> 12, 15 people in line yeah. at all times. That's like a lot of times I didn't go there. I just I didn't want to wing in line. But there's another really nice, good food truck, um, taco truck, Los Trace Manitios, that it's usually parked on the side, Church Street. Yes. Yeah, I love everything. They, they're, you know, they're, um, t- they're tamales, they're tacos, they're nachos, everything. And they're a good family too. And, um, yeah, I've always kind of kept kept their card just in case if I ever have an event I want I need catered. Like definitely, I'd love to have them. So, all right. But last year I used to go love to do. I guess maybe it was 2019 um, and before. There's a little um, little Hmong family that would make crepes. I love to go down there for cre- crepes for breakfast, and then they stopped Ooh. showing up last year. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, because oh, that was our tradition for for breakfast to go get crepes at the market. That sounds yummy. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's that's a need. Somebody needs to fill, and I've thought about it. Been a little grill, whatever. Going down there, make a few extra bucks on a Saturday morning. I'm like, I don't have time for anything else. Like, I, what I do, I is exactly the amount of time that I have to do what I'm already committed to. I don't have time to take on anything else, like too much right now. So, no, I look. Yeah. You're a busy man. You got a lot going on. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, let me say my what in the world is going on with is uh, what is going on with electronic tickets. I'm an old school dude. I want old school tickets because you know what? If I don't use the tickets, I want to be able to give people a physical ticket. I don't want to have to text them a ticket. I miss good old fashioned tickets. Now, the reason this comes up is because I am a season ticket holder for the herd. Shout out to the herd. Shout out to the books. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) To those champions. Uh, But you know what? Look, I I like, I just, I know, I know it's not environmentally good. I know it's not how we do things today, but I think it's unfair. I think, I think it's unfair to um, force us to do electronic tickets because there is, you know, what if you don't got a phone? What if you broke? What if you broke? So you're trying to say, because I'm broke 
And maybe somebody's going to give me some tickets. Maybe somebody's going to be me, be kind to me and share some tickets with me. But because I am not, I can't afford a phone, I can't go. That ain't right. Right? I, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Can you print them off on cardstock? I don't think you can print them off. Yeah, like, I got to check. So I just bought some Packer tickets for the Seattle game from my buddy. And yeah. his wife just emailed me the link or whatever. So, you know, that's that's weird. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's just one of those things. So electronic tickets, you know, look, I get it. I love it as an option. I, I, I've done it. It's not bad. But I do think there's a little bit of a socioeconomic bias to it, right? Because if you can't, if you don't have a phone, if you're too, you know, and, and what if you are somebody, you work hard and like, let's say somebody gifted you some tickets, but you only offer electronic tickets. They can't even give you the tickets. That sucks. Hmm. I feel like there's a barcode or a QR code on the tickets where you can print them out and then you can, just take that and they scan that. Just yeah. Like they scan your phone. Okay. So I, well, think, I think there's a way around it. There's a way around it. Yeah. I'm going to throw. If there's a confirmation, there's always a confirmation code too. You just take that confirmation code to the box office and, and confirm your, you know, with your ID, show your ID or whatever. I don't know. I'm a, I think I'm, there's a way to confirm. I'm going to throw that out there to, uh, if we got herd listeners out there, go on and hook us up with that knowledge and tell us, you know, how do you, how do you make that work for somebody in case they don't have the technology? All right. Have the herd started yet? Not yet. A couple weeks? Well, by the time this podcast comes out, they will. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the key. You know, we talk in real time, but but it it's published in in it's published a week or two later. So, you know, that's how it goes. Okay. Awesome. You ready? Yes, sir. We're ready to jump in. Segment two, word associations. First word, food. Well, crepes. No. <laughs> we were just talking about crepes, so that's an easy one. Yeah. Um, yeah, my family, um, Christmas morning, it, there's a tradition, I always make crepes Christmas morning. Like, so, um, yeah. you don't, we don't make them too much more, you know, than that. You know, the crepes in the restaurant are a little blah. So, yeah. homemade crepes from the farmer's market at home are pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I did, like like food and beverages. I always think of you know my business partners Fox Valley Comedy. We partner with um, you know Bear Bones Brewery, Appleton Beer Factory, and they you know they have awesome um, they have awesome food and drinks. And um, you know I just love the food of Appleton Beer Factory, Bear Bones Brewery, um, their new tap room in downtown Manashad. They just expanded their food menu. They have really tasty treats, um, you know, as well as their their craft beer. And th- their son just started a distillery called Tight Barrel Distilling right there, downtown Manasha. So they have a lot of awesome you know, homegrown, homemade spirits right there in um, downtown Manasha. And um, so I was hoping I could get some. I didn't get up there in time. I was hoping they'd get some. Um, some tight barrel vodka for Bloody Mary this morning, but I didn't make it up there. And then um, I usually don't <laughs> buy, I think it's a good thing. I usually don't buy liquor um, in the, on Saturday mornings. <laughs> so so on, on my, on my way, on my way here, on my way here, I went to pick and save and um, 
I was there at like seven forty five. Right. And, and they're like, you can't buy liquor till 8 a.m. I'm like, oh, so I just waited there for 15 minutes and texted you. Can I be 10 minutes late? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, cocktail or beer? Um, I think it just, it just, I love, I love both. It, and also it just kind of depends on the situation, the environment and the time of year. Like right now I love to drink again. I have, you know, I have business associations with breweries. So, um, I love taste testing all the Oktoberfest right now, like September, October, um, at all the local breweries, you know, fifth ward, bare bones, um, barrel for one, uh, barrel 41, Lion's Tail, Appleton Beer Factory. I like to try all, all the local craft um, Oktoberfests. Um, and Fox River. I think Fox River is my favorite this year. Last year, Appleton Beer Factory's Oktoberfest was my favorite this year. Because they, they, they'll, they'll, they'll vary. Yeah. I know that's real snobby to say. <laughs> no, that's just, a, uh, that's just being a beer connoisseur. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah, but I definitely I definitely love cocktails. And what's funny is when I when I met my wife, who is from Wisconsin, I'm from Portland. Like I never drank beer, mm. never. And um, the first real, I think when I was a kid, someone's house, I tried a little bit, like blah, like so never had a taste for it. Um, but like my first year, I went to a Brewers game. And like my brother in law got us into, it used to be called like the 300 Club. It was like it's like a private, you, you can get a ticket and then pay an extra like 30 bucks to get into this private club. Yes. Like, and it's awesome because it's like, it's a, you know, it's a patio that jets out from like this third level or whatever. Right. And, you know, table seating and you got waiter, waiter and waitresses the whole time and you can have, you can eat and drink as much as you, you know, can pay for. And, um, <laughs> but, but my brother and I kept bringing me a spotted cow and I just kind of sip on, it. you know, it's, it's smooth. It's light. It is. It's a little bit sweet. I'm it like, is. Like, and so, th so that's my first, um, introduction to drinking like craft beer. And I don't think it's craft anymore. They, <laughs> they're so successful, you know, and people know them out of state now, you know, no uh, spotted cow is nuclear. like, yeah, I think it's just a, it's, it's a good quality beer yeah it's it's best i i think it's best on tap cold in a, in a chilled glass on tap you know at a restaurant with dinner that's what i love it <laughs> but but yeah. definitely i drink you know my, my thicker stuff and um i actually like um like barrel aged um like bourbon barrel maplewood barrel aged ales beers like so um, Ruby Owl downtown, they carry, they always have a, an awesome selection. Every week they have something new. And I like to go in and try the, the new kind of beers that they, and they bring them in from all over, but, um, but mostly all over Wisconsin, some out of state, but, but so they do a good job having a good, good selection of local Fox Valley beers, Wisconsin beers, and then a few out of the region. But, um, yeah, my favorite bartender down there, Will, he just took the new, food manager position at the brand new bougie Gibson social club. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that? I've heard. Yeah. I, and so I'm waiting for an go invite to, Gibson social club. You need to go on and invite, uh, invite us there. Well, you know what? You should ask Will to be on your podcast and then just do the podcast there. Okay. Yeah. I, look, yeah, we travel. 
We're not about that. It's, we, right, look, it's right down the street. Yeah. I know it's right yeah. down the street. It, that, yeah. look. It's really, yeah. It's, I've been there. It's really interesting. I was there before it was Gibson's. Yeah. Let's just say, you know, it's the been Crescent around, Moon. Yeah. When there's been other things, I have been there. Yeah. They gutted that place and then rebuilt it. And it's, it's, Pretty really, awesome, yeah. This the the vibe of it, the feel of it. You walk in, um, it's, awesome. it's fun. Like, um, you know, they b- mainly built it. I think mainly designed a bigger space with the type of seating that they have for like for bigger like like um, wedding receptions and okay. um, business Christmas parties, corporate events, things like that. Like, but they have these cool little like like balconies and little side rooms. Where you can just get away from the big room and go, you know, have a, you know, have a quiet place to talk with your friends, and you know, and they have like five or six different little nooks where you can go into the little side rooms, and they have nice little furniture, or whatever you can just hang out, get out of the big room, and um, but Will is fantastic, and Will is actually um, an amateur stand-up comedian. And oh, I, yeah, and I had had him on a show um, about a week and a half ago at Bare Bones Oshkosh, so. Um, and that show was awesome. I had six different comedians, and I kind of like that. I like I like the format of having four or more. Like the the old traditional format of stand up comedy is, um, well, the old school is you have an opener and a closer. Right. One guy does thirty forty minutes, and so one guy does an hour. Like right. well, I think with the ADHD nation, <laughs> talking about myself, like um, you know. The tension or tension spans with media and everything else, like like, I think the format of you know comedians with shorter time, more comedians with shorter time is a better show. Like in my opinion, that's and producers disagree with me, but that's that's what I like to do. That's how I run things, a lot of the time, unless I have like a, a major headliner, right? Um, that um, is a class, and I've I've had a few open doors. Um, this year, as as the last two years, as things have gotten better, I tr- try to pe- treat people well, treat the comedians well, with integrity, and pay them justly, and you know, just take care of them when they come in town and visit. Like, um, you know, they tell their comedian friends and producers, you know, about Fox Valley comedy, and um, and we've got some bigger names that coming through from L.A. and New York, and they're coming through Wisconsin because they got booked in Chicago and Milwaukee, but they got a free night and third. A free Thursday. They're here a day before right. the headlining weekend. And I've been yes. able to bring them up to Oshkosh and Appleton and Manasha. Minasha. Minasha. <laughs> you know, I want to give so much credit to uh, Lyle here because I'm not going to lie. He, It is not just us two here having this conversation. There is Bosco, our podcast dog, who is here for most, almost every episode. I'm sure that some of you have heard Bosco in a few episodes. And Bosco, for whatever reason, loves Lyle. He has been sitting here licking Lyle and and hanging out with Lyle in the chair next to him. And Lyle has not missed a beat. So I just want to give a shout out to Bosco, the podcast dog, and Lyle for not missing a beat while Bosco is like, hey, can you give me a treat or something? Because, you know, I'm that dude. <laughs> He's ruthless, too. So, all right. Um, streaming. Right now, the shows, you mean like TV shows? Yes. Right. I like to do, right now, I like weekly stuff that's on actually TV that we stream like a few days later, a week later. 
watch The Rookie, watch Equalizer, watch Blacklist. And they all kind of have like a espionage, espionage, FBI, kind of like spy theme. I think that's kind of stuff I'm into right now. So I've, I finished some other things. I know like L- Mayor Lori's um, podcast episode, she was... Um, she said she was watching the Americans. I watched that a couple years ago. That was fantastic. Like, um, and there's a comedian I work with whose, whose wife is, is Russian and and it seems like she's out of town a lot. And so I always tease him that he's married to, uh, a sleeper spy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, shop local. I, I, t- I love Shop Local. Um, we are members of the brand new co-op here in town, and it's fantastic. Um, we know we know we have some friends and associates that um, help start that and um, involved with that a little bit with fundraising and things like that. So um, we we try to do uh, make a trip there, you know, a couple times a month, and then um, you know supplement it with farmers market, and then and then we'll also hit the other grocery stores for it. Anything else that we still you can't, yeah. you know, there's a few things you can't get from market or co-op, but yes, but the basics, like they have just high quality food, like um, local, and then it's a it's a better place to find like higher quality, like organic stuff too. Like, um, I know when it, I'm sorry, no, no, I, like one of your questions is, you know, what does the cost need? Well, I, like when I moved here, people are like, there's a rumor we're gonna get a Trader Joe's. Like it's you know that never happened. Like so, like growing up in you know, uh, tree hugging Pacific Northwest, uh, definitely a lot more um, availability to or you know, um, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. Did you so, say tree hugging? Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's kind of the yeah that's that's what we are. We're tree huggers. So um, you know more access to organic foods and things like that. Um, now every grocery store is slowly incorporated either a section or they just incorporate it into their aisles. They, you know, there's a lot of organic, more organic options, you know, the last 10 years in the regular grocery stores, you know, festival, pick and save, whatever. So, but um, yeah, shop local, like I said, farmer's market co-op are the number one places. We love it. It's just, it's just good. It's better. It's fresh without preservatives. Like, um, you know, we get, but here's the thing too, you know, you, I'm sure you have a lot of friends that are like gl- gluten intolerant. Uh, um, if they are, they ain't telling me. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, for all my gluten intolerant friends, um, you need to go on and tell me because I, you know, yeah. if you, if you eating at the Smith household, we don't know nothing about that gluten free <laughs> life. Yeah. We, I'm, I'm old yeah. school. <laughs> right it just seems like all of a sudden the last few years like people are gluten intolerant and you know there's reasons for that and the way they make food gene- you know genetically modify food and things like that whatever so i don't want to get into that but our friends wife my friend's wife is gluten intolerant she can't i mean she can't have freaking bread nothing like yeah. I've met She's people so, like that. Oh, I can't imagine that. That's all I live on is bread. So. Right. Oh, you you must be related to my wife because right. she is uh, she's the bread queen. Yeah. So, but at the farmers market, a place that they've developed their business, I think mostly through the farmers market, and now they have a location is Thunderbread Bakery here in Oshkosh. Oh, yes. There's he was saying the way their sourdough process is, 
is that people with gluten-free intolerance can eat their sourdough bread. You know, and, and, and like her, her friends were like her, his wife was so happy. She cried like for the first time, she, for the first time in like 15 years, she could have cinnamon rolls because they're made out of sourdough bread. <laughs> what I will say is that, um, I shout out to Nicole out there. Cause like girl, I know you listening. Um, we have been asked to bring on sourdough, uh, bring on Thunderbird bread. And so, like, uh, Thunderbird Bread, if you're out there listening, we would love to have you as guests. We'd love to talk about your business and your product and learn more about it because um, there has been requests by more than one person, and you have been brought up more than one time. So we'd love to have you. So to Sourdough Bread. (laughs) Okay. Halloween. I love it just just to dress up and have fun. Oh, uh, what you are you dressing up this year? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't decided. I was thinking about being Forrest Gump. Oh, wait, no, wait. oh, you see, you're, you're messing with me. You because which Forrest were you gonna be? Were you gonna be? Uh, do, would you like to be running Forrest? No, because then, no, you don't want to be that Forrest. No, I don't want a scratchy beard. <laughs> or maybe you know you could be a young young Forrest. Which uh, Forrest are you gonna be? Well, see, I was going to be end of the t- telling the story for us, okay. bench for us, because, you know. But I, that's how you that's how you dress for work every day. Well, you know, look. <laughs> oh, plaid shirt, plaid, plaid, I've seen you. Plaid shirt, bow tie, khakis. Well, no, I don't do khakis. Actually, now that I have a, a new dress code, which is called dress for your day. I love this, this dress for your day. Uh, can I just say this to the city of Appleton for coming up with this whole dress for the day thing? So, no, my new, uh, and what most people don't probably know is I'm actually a minimalist. I'm actually a minimalist at my heart. And so what dress for your day is for me is I do wear the the same thing every day, but I don't wear the same color every day, but it literally is the same thing. So it literally is almost the same shirt, a pair of jeans, the same pair of Timberlands, which I have multiple pairs of in different colors and a bow tie. That's it. That's Timber's dress code every day for work. And I can dress it up or dress it down depending on what, is called for in my day, but that is totally what I am doing. I'm dressing for the day. So yes, I, I, but you know what? I don't wear any plaid. I don't own any plaid actually. Not that I'm against plaid. Um, I'm, I, if I was going to call it, I'm, I'm very favorable upon flannel. I like soft, warm flannel. I used to have some, um, but then, you know, if flannel has, is one of those things that somehow you have it for like 10 years and then it magically disappears from your house. I'm going to blame that on the wife. You know, that's one of those things that your wife probably throws away and she doesn't tell you she's throwing it away because she's sick of you wearing it right. and seeing you in it. Like it starts to look like you. And actually, it probably actually just starts to show up on the couch when you don't even show up on the couch. So I do think that that happens sometimes. Yeah. But there was some... Uh, flannel that i had that i don't know where it's at anymore 
Hey, so for your your forest outfit, just go down to Vinny's. Go down to St. Vincent de Paul's right. store. You'll, you'll find plenty of dress shirt plaids. <laughs> right, that I need. I I do. I need a dress shirt plaid if I'm gonna pull off this Forrest Gump for this year. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna put it out there to the cash. If you would like to see Timber as Forrest Gump this Halloween. I need to hear from you. You're going to have to go on and send me messages or send me an email at askthekosh at gmail.com. That is askthekosh at gmail.com. If you would like to see those pictures as timber as Forrest Gump. Do you already have your, your Bubba Gump shrimp hat? No, I got to order that. That's But it's on Amazon. So since, I'm in, since I am a member of Amazon and I do have the good membership, I believe it can be here in three days. <laughs> That's my hope. You gotta anyway. stop procrastinating. You gotta get that. Yeah, I know. I know. And look, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like I've I've been toying around with this whole thing. Like I have the outfit picked out, but I just haven't moved on it. All right. Yeah. So w- I have a show coming up, um, the October 28th at Appleton Beer Factory. Um, so the the um a gal that that works with me, she runs the front door, hosts the front door, takes tickets. She used to work at Comedy Club for eight years and. She's like, we're gonna dress up, right? We're gonna dress up for Halloween. Like, sure, I'm I'm game. And so we actually got we were talking to the wait, waiters and waitresses and bartenders at Apple Timber Factory. So they're all gonna they I let them decide. They're gonna all gonna do like a Marvel superhero Ooh, kind of a th- thing. I'm all about that. So they're, and they're like like if somebody picks one, they're checked off the list. You can't be that one. They're like mm. I'm like whoa. You know, she's this, he's that. What are you, Lyle, What are you gonna be? I'm like, well, I'm, how about Deadpool? Like, he's funny. Like, like, oh, he, he, <clears throat> he's, he's not technically Marvel. I'm like, <laughs> what? wait. If I Google, if I Google Deadpool, he is Marvel. Well, I guess like for the nerds out there, like he wasn't like the character wasn't developed by like a Marvel writer, but then they bought the rights to it. Yeah, and they produced the movie, whatever. Um, no, so- I have <laughs> Deadpool comics. Deadpool was Marvel. There's, I don't know. I, somebody was arguing with. I have to find out more. Look, I'm not gonna argue with. Well, I didn't argue nerd. with. I still. I I ordered the T-shirt off of Amazon. I got my but, a but, Deadpool T-shirt. But I literally have Deadpool series uh, from when I was collecting comics back in '92. Deadpool is Marvel. Um, I'm not saying he originated from Marvel. I'm just saying, quit it. <laughs> Stop it, y'all. <laughs> Stop it. it. Look, if if Deadpool has been Marvel for over 30 years, and he has, just stop it. Stop it. There's always those people out there that want to, you know, they want to poke the hole in it. Look, I get that your your geekdom is great. And maybe my <laughs> geekdom does not, does not compare. But, right? but Deadpool has been under Marvel for 30 years. I'm not trying to hear y'all. <laughs> right. Okay, I agree with you. I agree with you. So I'm like, I just said whatever. I'm I'm, I'm being Deadpool anyways. So, yeah. um, so it's actually a really exciting show. I have um, I call it Chicago Comedy Invasion because I'm bringing up three really hot, as in like like all like shining bright, like rising stars of comedy out of Ooh. out of the Chicago scene. That's awesome. Um, these three comedians are, um, they're right regulars. At the Laugh Factory, um, comics you, you should know, um, House of Blues, 
Um, what day is that? So uh, it's a Thursday, October 28th at Apple Debris Factory. Mm. Um, so I'll put you on the comp list if you want to come. So for, particular wife out for a date. Um, I, well, I look, I know she's not going to come. That don't mean I'm not going to come. Sure. So, yeah, look, sure. baby, I know I know, I would take you, but, yeah, you know, there's, we, there's this whole thing called work. Right. <laughs> so, um, I know we have some mutual friends that plan on coming to that. So Okay, cool. Um, I want to come. Yeah, it's and it just so happened, they just so happen to be three females, which are very hard to find. In comedy? Yeah, like, okay. you know, it's 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 200 to 1 males versus female comedians, like, um, okay, I'm so excited I, now. So I'm always trying to, um, I'm always, you know, I, I meet somebody who, you know, is hilarious. I'm always trying to, hey, you should, you should come to open mic, try, you know, yes. try, try your jokes out. Yes, you promote female comedians because there's, there's, um, there's not a ton of them, and so, um, but a show is better, in my opinion. A show is better is, you know, if you have, you know, like. Is it with a female? Can we not? The crowds love it. Like you know, they're, they're tired of sausage fest. Like all white, you know, white male comedians. Like people are tired of that. Like I know I'm tired of that. So I try not to do that very often. Like, but you know, but I've but I have a million, I have a million white male comedians that are hilarious that I love. But you know, so I always try to create. You know. Um, have diverse. Sometimes we, sometimes the show's not diverse, but more so if you look at our shows this yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, our last show, you know, was it hot? Female, f- yeah, f- female Hispanic gal. Um, um, Pratig, he's Indian, as is from India. Um, who else? Who else was on that show? Yeah, Kristen. Yeah, she's she's a pasty white. <laughs> you, didn't just, you didn't just call her pasty why she gotta be pasty you know yeah. no, no, i can't even touch that one yeah so that, <laughs> i'll do it yeah, i'll touch that it is hilarious but, um yeah so try to fight you know create more diverse shows um and i love but, that but, i appreciate that but it's you know you gotta work at it because it's not i mean we're in central you know we're in well, we, we're, we're one in, where we live. We're in Northeast Wisconsin. Yeah. We know where we're at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Other show I want to tell you about. Okay. In November the twelfth, again down the street here, Main yes. Street, Oshkosh, Time Community Theater. Oh. Um, do you know who the most famous Oshkosh native is? Um. No. Who's had the most success in in, in comedy in entertainment? Um, Hornswoggle? Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have a show called An Evening with Hornswoggle. So Dylan Postel, um, he, he actually has done this show in other states. Okay. Um, where he's he's fun. He's got jokes, and but he, more so he has hilarious stories mm. of his 10 years in, in Hollywood with WWE. Yes. Making movies. Right. No, I would... I would actually think he's probably yeah like yeah he's he, a, yeah he's hilarious yeah and so there's a comedian I work with named Mike Stricker out of Chicago who has opened for him for those shows like some of those shows like down in Indiana and okay. Illinois yeah and so we're bringing him back up to for that and I got a couple other comedians too so it's a full like like four comedians or three comedians are going to open for him when's that happening November twelfth it's Friday November twelfth 
Tickets are on sale right now at foxvalleycomedy.com. And we've already sold like 70 tickets, like, which is pretty good. Like, you know, two months away. Well, now we're only like, Ooh, now we're only like a few weeks away. Okay. Now we're going to say this later on in the show, but I I need people to understand how to, how, how, you know, because people are going to listen. They're going to be like, Hey, I would like to see that. And then we need to hook them up. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. We got to talk about this. All right. (laughs) Um, well, you know what? We kind of covered Oshkosh Hidden Gems, but do you got anything else? Well, I don't. So for me, for me, where I grew up, how I grew up, like I appreciate, I create, I appreciate funky things, vintage things. Um, so it amazes, amazes, amazes me again down the street here. Um um atomic cats oh yeah atomic Cats. <laughs> i love i love going in there there's always something funky and yes. you know what you know some of those shirts haven't sold in the last 10 years it's the same but, but, uh, but i bought a new stuff i bought a leisure suit from atomic cats <laughs> that is the flyest thing ever once again if you'd like to see timber in the leisure suit because i do own it and it's one of my favorite halloween outfits what do you mean halloween you don't wear that to work I wait. Here's the funny are thing. You, have you, oh, wait. Have I worn it to work you, when I worked at the university? I totally wore it to work. We oh had yeah. we had a record theme, um, <laughs> a record theme one time for homecoming. And if you didn't think I busted that thing out, I busted it out, man. I hurt oh. people's feelings because it was like, why is that so clean? I was like, Atomic Cats, man. Right. <laughs> I I got a couple. Of a, I guess their leisure suit, just the tops, so just they look like a coat almost. They're such thick, like polyester with the, with the like light stitching. Oh, and the, the flared out collar. Yeah, I love I love that style with the flare. Like I love the old, like fabric things that were made for men, like fine men's clothing in the sixties yes. and seventies. It's like so awesome. It's like higher level fabrics. It just feels better. It's Wait, like you new, know why? Quality. It lasts forever because it wasn't made. By um, child slaves in China. Well, I was just gonna say because <laughs> theoretically, uh, polyester lasts forever. Like uh, stuff never wrinkles, and it will be around in uh, twenty eighty nine. Leisure suits that were built in, in nineteen seventy will be around in twenty eighty nine. They don't go nowhere, right? So to me, that's a hidden gem. Like I, I love that. It's just stepping in a whole different world and going there. And sometimes I forget about it, and, and I drive by. And I'm like, oh, I haven't been in there. Well, I need to go in there. Like, but I like just as my normal dress. Like I, I like to find a nice shirt in there, and I'll wear whatever, whatever pants, shoes with it, hat, whatever with it. But, um, you know, um, I love what a hidden gems. Not necessarily hidden, but I love. Like the the river restaurants, so yeah. I, I love in the summertime. Um, yes, like three blocks from my house, I can walk down to maybe four blocks. Walk down the Fox River Brewing Company there yes. on the Fox River. People, um, old school people call it Fratellos. Yes, I call it Fratellos. Right. I still call it Fratellos. Yeah, I yeah. call it Fratellos. Yeah, I mean that's one of the best things. I, I just love going down there, eating out there on the lawn with the river and the breeze and Max. Um, but. And, you know, the boat's going by. Oh, another thing. Another hidden gem. It's a brand new business that just started. Um, good people. It's called, like, Midwest Boat Rentals. Um, oh. And they're just on the other side of the river from Fox River, just slightly to the south. Um, but you can rent, like, pontoons and jet skis. And and my family surprised me for Father's Day, and they knew 
they knew me. They knew me. I don't want junk. Right. I don't. I don't want cards. I don't want gifts. I don't want. I want an experience. Like ooh. And so that was the best Father's Day ever. We rented two jet skis. We oh, took, that's awesome. We took the kids on them. And we were cruising on the Fox River. We went down into the Lake Winnebago. And, yes. you know, we could just cruise and just look at, you know, look at the mansions and people that have more money than us. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, like, oh, there's the pirate park where we go play with the kids. And, you know, go down and, and see the city from a different view. Going underneath the train bridge is, right. is, is wild. Like, on the jet ski, and then, you, and then you hit the Winnebago and you light it up. I just, and then, like, you know, give... And my little girl, she was, she was a little intimidated at first. Like, I don't want to go on that. I'm like, this is just like the, you know, just like the four wheeler we've ridden on, but it's on the water. Have do, do I always keep you safe? Yes. You, I want you to trust me. We trust me. We're gonna have fun. Yeah. I'll go. You want me to go slow? Yes. I'll go slow. Okay. Went slow. And we just she saw the park she played at. And she said, Oh, there's Fratellos where we go eat. Oh yeah. And then she started to feel comfortable. But as soon as I got on the on the lake and I lit it up. I went full, like, I full throttle. full throttle. She was like, she had the biggest grin. She's like, yeah, faster, daddy, faster. Like, and then, like, three times she goes, this is the best day ever. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Even water scares so, me, so I, uh, yeah. I yeah, so, you know, and we didn't even, even when I, I threw the kids on my wife's jet ski and I, I did some little spins and tricks on the, I didn't even get thrown off. So, um, but you wear a life vest the whole time. So you're safe. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So Midwest rental, like that's um, Midwest boat rentals. I think it's called them. That, yeah. They're, and they're really good people. I, we actually found out we have some connection with like social services and foster care okay. with that family. So, Hey, shout out to Midwest boat rentals. We always want to shout out the local, you know, and so I think that's important. But that sounds good. All right. Hey, well, you know what? Even though I am not a fan fan of water, uh, if I can Midwest boat rental a pontoon, maybe we can haul. Oh, yeah, this it's gets, so much know, fun. Well, here's the thing: they're a little spendy, but if you get like three or four friends, yeah, you split the cost. Split the cost. All of a sudden, the five hundred dollar fee it's only like one hundred and fifty or whatever, one hundred and seventy five per per couple to go. Yeah, you can take uh, you can take a grill, you can take you can take a cooler full yeah, of beverage, that's cold right. beverages. Yeah, that's right. Go that's, find a sandbar. That's, well, I don't, I don't, I don't look. If I do it, I need I need a captain because yeah. Timber's not. Captain Timber. That is not <laughs> yeah. what I'm not. Yeah. You know. So, so on your podcast, has anyone ever asked you how you got your name Timber? Oh yeah. People ask all yeah. the time. That that is one of the most mysterious and intriguing things ever. And if my wife was here right now, she would tell you that she doesn't even know how I got the name Timber. Yeah? Yeah. No? Your, it's pa- one of those your, things. your parents never said? Well, it wasn't I did not become Timber until I got to Oshkosh. Oh, it's a nickname. It is a nickname. Oh, you know what? I almost wore a Portland Timbers t-shirt. You know what? Here's the, here's the great thing. I actually have the scarf. There's the, yeah. the Portland yeah. Timbers yeah. has these great scarves that are Timbers Army, yep. no pity. Uh-huh. I have one of these scarves. They're hardcore. Yes, they so, are so hardcore. Took my dad, my sister took my dad to a game. She told me about it. She took my dad to, when they just, when they restarted a few years ago. And the whole time they were, they unfortunately they sat right behind the timber army and the whole time they were standing they couldn't see the game they're yeah. standing up the whole game yeah. 
and any kind of any kind of card, red card or whatever, they get the yeah. pull over, yeah. they'd start these inappropriate chants. <laughs> <laughs> F you refs. F you refs. The whole stadium. The whole stadium. F you refs. Not Timbers Army. <laughs> Timbers Army would not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the mid the Midwest Timber Army is like, uh, gosh darn you, Raph, gosh, gosh darn you. Yeah. No. <laughs> the Milwaukee Timbers Army is like, <laughs> we got something to say to them refs. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Um, That'd, you know, a, a converse, you know a, it'd be fun to have a, po- a podcast conversation sometime about sports. So different stadiums. Oh, the way people act in different stadiums. I got, I got a lot of stories. So. Oh, well, we maybe maybe we maybe this is a two-parter. We might need to come back. We might need to come back to this. Um, what does the cash need? I don't think it needs a lot. Um, when I first came here, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago, um, they, there was talks about having a river walk someday, and that happened. Yeah, it's, it happened. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's so awesome. Yeah. And if you do the whole thing, I mean, it's, and almost any morning, it's, you know, there's minimal people. Like, um, I mean, there's the regulars, but it's not like, it's not like crowded. It's still, it's just, it's, it's such, in the middle of a city. It's such a peaceful place. It's beautiful. The river, there's something calming about water. Like, it's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, I love that it happened. I'm making things happen. Um, so I'm actually on, um, uh, the, our neighborhood association committee. And so we're doing awesome things in our neighborhood, you know, up by the pain art center. And, um, so, you know, we work with the city, but then we, but we get input, we get real input, like we real, and we're the legs that like make things happen too. So that's exciting to bring, bring improvements to our neighborhood. And I think where you live, like, I think there's a neighborhood association here. Yes, there is. There's totally Stevens park. Stevens park. Yeah. Yeah, We're Stevens park. Yeah. Yeah, No, they did. They go hard. Um, I love this neighborhood. I've been in here, um, 20 years and, uh, yeah, there's, it's just good people doing good things and yeah. Yeah. So what the cost needs, I would, I wouldn't say a lot, honestly. Um, but I do. So you grew up, yeah, you grew up in Milwaukee. Um, um, you know, Milwaukee is the same size as so the city I grew up in, Portland. Okay, so, that sounds so, all right. So I like to I like to get out of Oshkosh, you know, every couple of months. Just go spend even a day or or weekend in Milwaukee. I just like because that's how I grew up in a bigger right. city. In so bigger I just city, I yeah. just like going downtown Milwaukee, hanging out and things like that. And, you know, and I have some friends that have the comedy club down there. And I just volunteered at the Milwaukee Comedy Festival oh, like a couple okay. weeks ago. It's so much fun. And I love all the craft breweries right right down there. Um, so laughing. To your me. life is beers and laughs. Seriously, <laughs> dude, laughs. you're living the light. Laughs. Laughs and loggers. Laughs and loggers. So, I mean, seriously, you're living the, you're living the greatest life ever. <laughs> <laughs> you giggle and then you get to drink yeah. beer. Or if you drink beer first, you giggle more. Right. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, yeah. So I, I love the craft the craft beer scene here, um, you know. Overall, I felt like it's a safe city. 
Like, you know, I don't I have no problem, you know, walking at night, you know, um, in, in my neighborhood, at least, because I know it, you know, and um, there's good, you know, a lot of good people that become like family to us. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on. So I, I don't think Oshkosh needs much. Um, sure. the, the things that have improved are great. I hope that the arena can last because it just being a small city, it's, it's hard to financially uphold such an awesome arena like that. I think we can do it. I hope that's my fear. My fear is that it's not, it's going to, it's going to go under. I have supported it by buying both Ludacris and Nelly tickets (laughs) and her tickets. So let me just say, I'm doing my part. Are you doing your part? Cause I'm going to call that out there to the cash listeners. Are you doing your part to help our arena? Because the, you know what, Kyle, you are right. That is something special that a lot of communities our size don't necessarily right. have. And you know what? Do your part. Support. Right. Support. And for all y'all out there, don't front like you don't like a Nelly song. Somebody out there, y'all all have a Nelly <laughs> song that you like. Go on and buy them Nelly tickets. I'll see you there. <laughs> awesome. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. Um Naughty slash heroes corner. What do you got going on? I I don't know if it's true, but I saw some comments that former President Trump said. Oh, they're um, true about Colin Powell, and I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I just it just blows my mind. Like, you know, he um, I mean, yeah. So it's just it's just so inappropriate and ignorant, and it just it's it's you know it's upsetting. I yes. Look, Colin Powell is like, like he's a hero, like straight up. I don't care what everybody thinks and if people want to blame his little speech that he gave. That wasn't a speech he wanted to give. He took an order. He is a public servant in military, and when you're in the military, you take orders. You take orders that you don't necessarily believe in because your job is to take the order and you execute, and he has always executed at a high level. He's always served America, America at the highest of high levels. And for somebody, somebody who hasn't served America, to come in and just diminish um, say insulting things, um, that it hurts my soul. It truly, authentically, pisses me off. And um, yeah, I uh, that's all I can say about this topic. But I I would like to push it just one step further to say for all of you out there. You know, I'm, I I try to stay away from that. Um, no, I really don't try to stay away from politics uh, totally on, on the podcast. But for the most part, let's just go about humanity. For all of you out there who, who follow this leader, who does these things to insult people who have truly given their life to this nation, where others have given their life to capitalism. I question, what are you following? I do. I just want to know. Once again, I never make statements without giving you the opportunity to make statements back. So 
you'd like to say something about that, you got a, another view that you'd like to argue against, you know, you can send your opinions to Ash the cash at gmail.com. Once again, that is Ash the cash at gmail.com. But yeah, this one hit different to me. Like I, I didn't like how he did John McCain. I definitely am appalled by how he did Colin Powell. So I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything we can do, you know, but just ignore, you know. Uh, no, I, I, I don't want to ignore bury it. Like you just ignore. I mean, so there's old proverbs, there's old wisdom quotes talk about, you know, it's better just to ignore a fool. Like sometimes, um, like, but it's good to talk about it. Like to call him out, like, no, to say no, to stand up for justice. No, what you're saying is wrong. It's ignorant. It's foolish. It's inappropriate. It's hateful. And um, we don't stand for that. But then, like, I don't want to give you any more news coverage on it either, because that's true. Because he knows how to. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to give. He's it. a mark. He's a number one. He's a marketer. <laughs> he's he's he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's a gifted mark- at that. A marketer. That's why the biggest marketing companies in the world have cut him off. Facebook, Google, Twitter. They just cut him off. Nope, you don't get a Facebook. <laughs> Well, you know that's true. A lot of people don't think of it that way, but maybe then maybe that's something to be said is that um the fact that the biggest marketing opportunities have said no. You've done too much. Done too much. So, sometimes maybe we need need to actually listen to that. All right, I'm letting that go cuz I hit the soul. I hit the soul. All right. Um Topic of the week, and we've been talking about it throughout this entire episode, but I don't think we done. At least I don't think you done. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, The Fox Valley comedy scene. Uh, As you know, every week we our guest gets the opportunity to pick the topic of the week, and this week Kyle has chosen the Fox Valley comedy scene, which I am super excited about. And now that now that we've had this conversation, Kyle, I need tickets. Right? I need <laughs> to see these people. I need to giggle more. I and for the rest of you out there listening, the Kosh Land, there is nothing more healing for the soul. We've been through things this pandemic, and let's laugh together. So, so Kyle, what you got to share with us? Yeah, the Fox Valley comedy scene has been growing, you know, the last, um, I'd say maybe, you know, slowly the last maybe like eight years. So there's been some open mics, um, you know, at Skyline Comedy Club. And then a few of the comedians started open mics, you know, in um, in the Fox cities at some some bars and um, different venues. And um, comedians have been growing. And then they're getting more opportunities um, to get booked by um, clubs and other shows. Um, in Milwaukee, Madison, and then into Chicago, and then across the nation, um, people a lot of people don't know there's some um, there's some working professional comedians in um, that started in they grew up in Appleton, started in Appleton, and now like Mike Merrifield, um, he regularly you know headlines clubs in Las Vegas and all over the United States, um, and um. So there, there was another club that tried to start comedy quarter, you know, the, um, the old owners of Skyline, 
Um, they kind of they had a falling out. One dude left, started Comedy Quarter. That lasted for a few years, and then and then that went bankrupt. Um, but there's there's a scene that there's a lot of uh, right now. There's a lot of local comedy um, at different venues. So and my business does that. We'll bring a comedy show to a venue. Um, and I love to work with craft breweries. Like I said, I love craft beer. So um, it just makes a lot of sense as craft breweries. Wait, um, I, it, can I just ask yeah. a question real quick? So the venues, are you only doing breweries? No. No, we're doing time, you know, time theater, and I've done other stuff. But I like working with the breweries, and that's where Big Open Door is right now for ongoing shows. So we have ongoing shows all the time, you know, every every four to six weeks, um, at the three breweries, and then um, we do some special events at the Time Theater, and 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 I can produce a show in in any venue. Like I've done some corporate events, uh, some some bigger companies. So real, know, some, yeah. Ooh. Um, they they you know they have a, a get together for their employees or a special thing, and um, they want a comedian to come in and make everybody laugh. So I'll book them and. You know, book a comedian to go to them, and that's not my favorite. Um, Why? Corporate, I mean, cor- corporate world is <laughs> not easy to deal with. <laughs> they have a lot of expectations, and Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I hate to admit it, but it's yeah. so true. Yeah, it's not my style. Um, I. I started building out part of my business. Like this is where we're going to expand. Be you know I, on my website, but you know hire a comedian for your and I, you know put the minimal fee like a hundred dollars less than the other person in in the area will book a, a corporate comedy show for you for it, just to kind of get my foot in the door and um and I'll do it as you know I'll consider it, but I'm not advertising that I'm going to do it anymore. Like I got you know I like like other things better. So, um, it's, you know, and I'm not doing it about the money either. Like it really, the whole business, it doesn't, I don't profit, you know, right now we're the companies and been in the black since day one. Like we've even through, even through 2020, we made money. That's something to be proud of, but the, and that's just keeping my expenses low. Okay. When we make money. Right. I buy a better microphone, better mic stand, better speakers, right? Better lights. I get that. You know, build up the website, mm-hmm. get merch. Um, so marketing was so hard during the pandemic. So that's why those are some things, two major things, not major, two things I started doing that I didn't used to do. Podcast. So I used to get asked by this one guy to do his podcast all the time, and. I'm like, dude, interview the comedians. Here, here's three comedians that I recommend. They're hilarious. They're entertaining. They're they like being, you know, in front of the mic. Like they're used to it, you know. Um, like I'm not funny. Like I'm I'm behind the scenes kind of guy. I do I do everything else. Right. I take out the garbage. I do the website. Do the marketing. Do the advertising. Do social media. You know, negotiate with the venue. You know, I, I get there four hours early. I set up the lights. I set up the table. Set up the chairs. Set up the stage. You know, set up the microphones. Set up the sound system. Do like Jack. Set up little little tea lights on the tables. Like uh, everything. Big right. as well. Whatever. Like so comedians can come in, smooth. Get a drink from the bar. Go up on stage. Have a low. St- you know, no stress for me. Be supported by me. So they have. So they can focus and have the best show because they don't have to worry about all the other crap. 
Like, so that's my goal. That's what, how I operate. Yeah. Um, I respect like, that. Like, so, so like, yeah, yeah. Don't, but then, then all of a sudden, like, you know, Facebook changed their algorithms. All of a sudden, like I wasn't getting as many, like, like even events, even paid, paid advertisements on Facebook. Wasn't getting as many hits. So it wasn't selling as many tickets. And then, you know, COVID and quarantine and everything else. So I'm like, we need exposure. So I started working on just building out like, press release no. email list. So yeah. just getting, getting the right emails to be able to, to send to news stations and newspapers and radio stations and um, magazines and podcasts and all of that. And, and, and then let them know, send out a press release every so often to, to let them know what's going on, what, what shows we got planned, special things, this, that, and the other, yeah. you know, they're, um, and so, we do shows, regular shows, but also do, we do benefit shows. I'm actually talking to some mutual friends of ours. Like, um, we want to do a comedy fundraiser um, for the Down Syndrome Association, of Wisconsin. And, yeah, we've done a, we've done a fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club of Oshkosh. Ooh, and, okay. Um, and some other things. So, um, so I do I do more more media interviews so i never would do that I always, i'd always get <laughs> I, I always hooked them up with the comedian right but now, but now this year i've done like four podcasts like, like okay like, how, how have they been going the door, how do you fine. feel they've been going fine better better than i better than i feared but for me being you know slightly more introvert like i mean like th- something like this is better because i know like a camera is not on me like oh no or whatever no, but some podcasts, but other podcasts I did are video podcasts where they're like oh. li- live streaming, you know, to Bro. YouTube <laughs> and Facebook and whatever. I'm like, eh. <laughs> look, I'm gonna tell you right now. Look, uh, let me share you share a secret that I learned uh, when uh, when when conversating with Kyle. Whether you realize it or not, we are both introverts. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both introverts, and we're both like. Whew, <laughs> that goes that goes a long way, right? Right. right. And the other thing I started to do is merch merchandise. I'm like, I don't. People get too. So I feel like some people get too crazy or too. It's just too cheesy. I mean, like stupid merch merchandise, whatever, whatever. But I tried to be purposeful about it. Like one T-shirt. One. If I had a T, I mean, I'm gonna wear it every day. Like right. if I had a T-shirt that had my business logo on it, and I, I brought you one, and um. But also the pint glasses. So I went to one of the breweries, Bare Bones oh. Brewery here in Oshkosh, and yeah. said, what if we collaborated on a pint glass? So they got my logo on one side and their logo on the other side. Yeah, no, this is a beautiful, uh, let me just say that Kyle brought me a beautiful pint glass and a hot T-shirt, which I would also share a hot T-shirt with him if I wasn't broke <laughs> and uh, taking pre-orders on my T-shirts. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how do you get? How do you pre-order a T-shirt? Oh, we'll talk Timber. about that. Uh, look, I'm gonna hook you up because you know that's, that's no, just how one. it goes. All yeah, right, I'll that's buy one. yeah. Hey, and look for the rest of you, Kosh listeners. If you didn't know, we did release the 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 Kosh gear. Uh, we got a T-shirt and a hat. The hat's awesome. So, um, okay. Yeah, but this so so think just thinking about marketing outside the box. Yeah. So I said, you know, would you go in have these with me? Like, right. you know, I'll pay for half of them, your logo, another. And so um, these are at the brewery. So, I mean, they're, 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 you know, 
they're they're thrown in with with a bunch of other types of of you know pint glasses that they have. That's awesome. But but you can just go to Bourbon's Brewery and all of a sudden you get a glass and I'm like what's Fox Valley coming? Oh, Fox Valley coming The other thing I could do is put a QR code on here. You could. And then, so that's the other thing I've been looking at. Is have QR you thought about codes. it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a yeah. Good I, re- call. I researched it. Yeah. I it, like QR and, codes, and you can do all kinds of like different shapes and you can like also make your logo the qr code right i feel like uh qr codes were starting to go out until covid right. and then everybody's menu became a qr code <laughs> exactly and so now qr codes are back yeah. they're cool again yeah and there's and there's a million qr code generator websites and facts and they'll but um there's only a few cheap, like free ones now. Now there's a bunch of ones that will do all these custom ones and funky ones and different shapes and colors and make them all bougie for you if you want. If that's what you want. So, okay. but all right. But also, I sell these at the shows. But I also really give them out, give them away more often than that. Just, well, just to you know, comedians and and business owners and people I work with and friends and family and whatever. Well, so. thank you for sharing one with with us. Here at the cash, um, what else? What else? What else do you got with the comedy scene? Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can we get a? Could you get us a comic on the cash? Is there a local Oshkosh comic? Oh yeah, uh, can I can I get one? Yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, I, I, you know, I have to see what? if they're interested. But yeah, there's there's an Oshkosh Oshkosh West High School teacher who also is a sports radio broadcaster and he's a, he was an improv comic at Backlot Comedy House here in Oshkosh forever mm. before they closed because of COVID. And he's a stand comedian that has been on every venue that I book. Um, I can reach out to him. Yeah. yeah. Let's just, well, you, you know, look, if they're interested, yeah. they're interested, if they're not, they're not, you know, but, but it's interesting. I would love a comic. I just think it would be, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Right. Once again, yeah, we well, all need to laugh and heal. Yeah, well, it'd be fu- it'd be fun to get see if we could get Dylan Postel on on your podcast um, before our show. Maybe give a little bit extra um, um, shout out um, advertisement for, for that November twelfth show. Oh, should we should there. we do that right now? Go on. <laughs> What's our shout out, <laughs> Dylan? Shout out, Dylan <laughs> Yeah. So, so you mentioned you had comic books. Um, oh so, yeah. So, do you love House of Heroes? Um, used to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you my uh, my. First of all, I have great respect and love for House of Heroes, but I'm gonna tell you that when I was in college, I spent too much money at House of Heroes. There might be credit cards that I'm still paying off from House of Heroes <laughs> from 1993. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But nonetheless, I, I'm not. <laughs> I loved comics, and then um, like that's that, a, that's one thing that surprises me that Oscars has a comic book store. That's really rare for a town of sixty thousand. Well, not just that, but it's a quality yeah. comic book store. It's actually an amazing, amazing comic book store. Um, the owner, he's a pretty awesome gentleman. I've met him several times uh, in the past. He probably doesn't remember, but nonetheless, um, I back in the day though. Um, I used to have a, a a comic bin. That was the thing. And so, like, you get a comic bin. I don't know if they still do this. But, like, when you're a regular, you 
get your regular issues and they put them in your bin. And so you get your bin, you go visit your bin and you pick up your comics every month or couple of weeks or whatever it was. And so, um, yeah, I got a lot of love for house of heroes. Actually. Can we just do a shout out to them? Cause you know, there's, there's something to be said for comic book collectors out there. Yeah. Yeah. The owner, he'd be a good guess. Um, cause he's always got his finger in other ventures and things like that too. Yeah, so. well, you know, they, the cash, the cash turns away. No, no, no participants. If you want to be on the cash, you are more than welcome. Reach out at ask the at gmail.com. So, you know what? Anything else you want to put in there about Fox Valley comedy? Yeah. Just, um, you can check out all, all, us on all the social media outlets, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, um, Fox Valley Comedy. Ooh, you mean, wait, you can't, can't just tell people to reach out. What are those? Are you going to tell them what they are? What is the Twitter? What is the? Fox Valley Comedy, at Fox Valley Comedy. At Fox yep. Valley Comedy, okay. Um, or foxvalleycomedy.com is where you can find all information on all upcoming shows. We are... Um, we have one show that's not advertised yet. We're going to, I'll probably get it done this weekend. Um, we're we're going to do a, a free show at the time theater for the downtown Oshkosh business improvement district. They have their first Friday event. So mm-hmm. the first Fridays, they ask the downtown yeah. businesses to do something special to bring people to the downtown because it's so important. And that's one thing I love. And I used to be on a, a bid board um, from main street Marshfield Um mm-hmm. Back in the day. So I love like um, the business improvement districts that try to help restore in um, the old storefront buildings and the ar- the old yes. really awesome architecture of the old buildings downtown. Downtown because all over Wisconsin, same thing. All these these downtown storefronts. Right. Like and um, in the sixties and seventies, fifties and sixties, like they went in and they put on these ugly facades over this beautiful brickwork, whatever. And now we're tearing that down and restoring the brick and painting and and um, the structural integrity of the buildings so they last longer. As part of the history of an area too, it's really important. Right. Um, so yeah, so so I'm booking a free show down there, bringing some comedians in, some local from the area and some from Milwaukee are coming. I got three from Milwaukee that are coming up for that show on December 3rd, Friday, um, first Friday of December. So, um, so there'll be information on our social media and and Facebook about that soon. And the time theaters outlets too. I love the work you're doing, Kyle. Thanks. We need that. We need, we need that. That is, um, I feel like comedy is vital to the community and, and, and to have somebody that's organizing it for the greater good of the entire Fox cities. Um, that's important work. And I don't know if people get that, but comedy is important, important work. It's unity work. Cause whether we realize it or not, most of us laugh about the same things and, we sometimes we need somebody to point out who we are so we can remind ourselves that we're more common than not. So I think there's important work in comedy. Um, okay. We're at that part of the show. You know what part of the show that is? We are at the part of the show where I start telling you that, Hey, look, we are a work in progress. We are always trying to, um, improve. Uh, we are, 
exactly what you listen to. We are authentic. We are organic. We are in my dining room. That is where we record the show. So we are who we are. Um, Please, please, please. We want to hear from you, no matter what it is, whether it's in positive or negative or, or, or encouragement or, or criticism or, or things to make us better, because that's what we're really looking for. We're constantly looking to become a better show. Um, please email us at askthekosh at gmail.com. At, once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. All right. Um, hey, Kyle. Sir. You know what, you know what time it is? Well, no, stop that. Stop what you're doing right now. I'm going to tell you what time it is. It is my favorite, favorite time of the podcast. It is shout out time. We love shout outs. So, Kyle, who are you going to shout out? I'm going to shout out the volunteer staff at the Time Theater, downtown Oshkosh. It's completely nonprofit. Um, every weekend, it's people from the community that just volunteer to to rent the, you know, take tickets, make popcorn, sell drinks, set up the movies. Um, Phil Krause is the um, operations manager, 100% volunteer. Like he spends, t- I mean, he's got to spend like 20, 30 hours volunteering every week, just setting up everything, make sure the website, social media, coordinating, bringing in, you know, the, um, they do what they did. So pe- old school people have told me, um, like th- there's this retired guy who lives in Florida now, but he comes and spends some summers back here in like Winnicani. And, um, he, he came to one of our shows, our comedy shows. He's like, yeah, I used to come here when I was a kid, you know, Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons. And, oh, yeah. and <laughs> that's like, awesome. Like, like, I'm like, they should do that again. Like, you know, people are downtown anyways for the farmer's market. Like, um, I don't know. Um, so their main thing is they do, you know, fun, funky, mostly older, you know, because of the price value, like right. because of the price, like, but, but fun movies every weekend. Um, it's usually like four stinking bucks. Um, but they, they, they're like, they're wanting to bring in more live entertainment and they have been, I mean, they brought in like Polly Shore, like, yeah. Last week. Did you go to that show? No. I went to the show. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. I heard yeah. I heard I heard it was meh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. You know, I actually and didn't buy tickets. Um I was like got my kids to bed and I looked on social media and they're like like we still have tickets to our late show, our ten o'clock show. I'm like okay. So I drove down in the snowstorm and what like, like okay, I drove a half a mile. Fair in, enough. in snow, like, <laughs> and it's Polly Shore, and you know, but to me, I, you know, I can't pass that up. I no, could, it's Polly Shore and Oshkosh. I could sit on the couch watching something, or I could go see Polly Shore. I'm like, well, why, why not? Like, it wasn't really excited. I know he's, you know, I know, I know what he is and what he isn't, and I know who he was and who he is now. But I'm like, oh, why not? Let's just see. What, and I, and one of our one of our comedians like opened for him. And he should have closed for We're not gonna we we gonna leave Polly Shore yeah, alone. But now. here's but here's mm-hmm. the but here's the connection though. All right. His mom, not connection, but this what excites me. What's what int- interests me is what his mom has done for stand up comedy. So his mom oh. was um Mitzi Shore. She started and ran the comedy store, comedy club in in Hollywood. Oh, Forever, it's still going. It's still like the most famous. It's the most famous comedy 
you know, club in the world. And, and, and I just watched this amazing documentary on it on Showtime, um, on the comedy store. And that's, that's Polly Shore's mom that, yeah. that started that and grew that. Right? And all the connections to every major, like, entertainer. Right. Um, new, like, late night, late night host started as a pimple-faced college kid walking in and doing open mics at the comedy store in North Hollywood. Right. And it was just really cool. It's a really cool documentary. I, I read it But then all of a sudden, I'm, wa- I'm watching it. All of a sudden, they show, at the end of the documentary, they're showing, like, so they show the history through the years, and then they show in like the current times, and they're showing some people like doing doing um, doing sets on stage, and all of a sudden they show Carmen Morales, and so Car- Carmen Morales was the last headliner that I just brought into to Manasha. Oh, <laughs> like um, that's huge. Yeah, she she started she started in the in the Chicago comedy scene, okay, and like most Chicago comedians, you know, we'll do shows in Wisconsin. In Indiana and Iowa and whatever you know, in the mid the Midwest while they're here, but she moved out to L.A. and she's become a, a regular at the comedy store. And that that's huge, um, and she's a sassy um, Hispanic female comedian. She's she's just a firecracker. She's awesome. Yeah. So I so I only got her. I was only able to book her just because of connections of treating other people right. They like they said you should talk to Lyle. Lyle, Lyle try to book you because because she was coming in to do the comedy club in milwaukee okay on a friday and saturday night and, right. and another comedian that we know says hey talk to loud maybe he can book you on a thursday like so um things like that have been happening a lot this year i was able to book eddie pepitone he's an old school comedy legend um the new york times called him i uh, called his 2020 comedy special the best of 2020 i was able to book him unfortunately he had to cancel because he's also an actor and he got, he got, oh. he, got, he, got he got an HBO, he got an H, he got a, he got a spot on an HBO. Uh, Squid Games, show. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's not even HBO. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Y'all. But, <laughs> yo, but, but, you know, just, just, you know, trying to keep, treat the comedians right in networking and, you know, with, with other people in the, in the industry has, is opening up doors for us to bring better and better talent. But that's that's only half the side of the coin. The other coin is helping the locals grow. Like so, try to do both. So, thank you, thank you. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, no, no, no. This is this is this is good. And 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 I just once again want to just stress the value of comedy. Um, that we need it. We need those laughs. We need. You know, I think comedy, you know, I am in the business right now, my work, my job, I'm in the business of uh, diversity and equity and inclusion. And I don't think there's anything that makes us feel like we belong more than a good laugh than comedy. So I actually, I want to sincerely thank you for the work you do. Thank you. Um, All right. We are at the end here where we... We are, uh, there's only a few things left to do, and that is, let me give my shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to my daughter, Madison, uh, better known as uh, AKA Boo, as those who really know me. Uh, I have a daughter who is 24 years old. Let me tell you what that does to you in life. It makes you feel old as heck, and I do. But nonetheless, she is a wonderful young lady, brilliant, genius. Um, thank you. I love you, boo. 
very, 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 very much. You're my girl. Um, shout out to uh, Maria at the PAC. Um, yes. Uh, please, if you haven't already, go out there and look at the shows that are at the Performing Arts Center of the Fox Cities. Um, there's amazing things happening out there. Um, shout out to Maria. Um, shout out to Judge Reigns. Judge Reigns, I got for my my first time, I got to sit in on, uh, and I'm going to screw up how you enunciate this, but I'm going to try it anyway, uh, investiture. Investiture. Um, and what that is is when they install a judge. Um, judge Reigns is our newest judge in Outagamie County. Um, she is a Latina. I got an opportunity to sit in and hear her story. And let me just say I'm so proud. I'm so proud that um, in Northeast Wisconsin that this is who was chosen as one of our county judges and um, her background and the things that she is done and I am excited about what she's going to do. So Judge Reigns, um, thank you. And um, Cassie um, from um, from Lawrence, hey, let me just say shout out to you for uh, looking out. You know what I'm hollering about. Um, sometimes you end up in spaces where you, <laughs> they're odd spaces for you. And you just don't feel like you fit. And then someone comes along and helps you fit. And um, so thank you for that. And another shout out to Jennifer at the College of Business at UW Oshkosh. You also, there's nothing better than walking into a space where you know no one. And there's this smiling face that knows you. And then all of a sudden it all feels better. So Jennifer at uh, College of Business, thank you, thank you, thank you for being that face. I appreciate you. All right. Um, parting words of wisdom. This is an important part of the show. We is, this is where the guests are esteemed a guest in this case. Yes, Kyle, I called you esteemed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that ever again. I'm going to do it every chance I get. All right. So what is our words of wisdom for this week? Yeah. I don't, you know, it's not, that's not an easy one to say. I'm so, you know, I'll just keep it light. You know, I know you're an NBA fan, right? I, I, I am a Bucks fan. A Bucks fan. Bucks fan. I look, yeah. I don't How watch long? nobody else. How long have you been a Bucks fan? Well, I've been a Bucks fan since I was a little kid. Cause yeah. you know, yeah. how old were you when you went to your first Bucks game? I couldn't tell you that accurately, but what I will tell you this is, my first Bucks game was at the Mecca. Oh, so there's been two arenas built since then. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably, in all honesty, my dad. Um, shout out to Pop, love you, Pop. Um, Pop took me probably when I was like, I want to say like six, seven, eight, somewhere around in there. You know, and he took me to the Mecca because the Mecca was different. Like the Mecca literally had beams where you could get stuck behind a beam where you couldn't even see the game. So, and yes, we bought those tickets once by mistake. <laughs> but my dad was such a dad that he let me sit in the seat where you could actually see the game. Awesome. And that's a, that's a doggone great dad. Right. Awesome. So I'm not feeling I'm not feeling feeling real like serious or wise right now, but it's, I'm just kind of I'm feeling the fall, and, and I'm I love this time of year. And one thing is basketball basketball starting. So obviously, 
I'm a Portland Blazers fan. Oh, Damian Lillard is my guy. Okay, so I love him. Yeah, he's he's amazing, and um, so on every level, you know, just you know, good person, father, like community member, um, is staying in Portland, and you know, he can make double the money somewhere else. Like he's staying in Portland. It's the right thing to do. Portland's treated him well, and like I don't know if the I don't know if the the ownership obviously you know the ownership is in flux you know because they were owned it was really interesting you know being owned by you know Paul Allen right who was you know he was the vice president of Microsoft Microsoft for all those years and he just passed away a couple years ago and so now it's in like a family trust and everything who's gonna so. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna try to buy the Portland Blazers. <laughs> bruh, bruh. Yes. I, I, I wish. Uh, well, I but I don't know. This is cool. I don't know. I just so we ever ever a fan of Shaq? Yes, I yeah. love Shaq. Okay, so here's my parting words of wisdom. This is an old. Let's see if you know this or not. This is an old TV commercial. He says, "Don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk." Facts. Facts. You know what? <laughs> Because let's be honest, no one dunked nastier than Shaq. <laughs> I love that. Okay, okay, okay. That's your words of wisdom. Don't that, don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. I love it. Hey, you know what? I got one more thing out there for the Kosh listeners. We, I want you to when you see Kyle, I'm gonna give Kyle a gift, and I want you to make sure you ask Kyle what that gift is, and and message Kyle. And say, Kyle, post the gift. The cash. <laughs>